I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Welcome back to the one and only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV with your hosts, the Turkey Boys, Ryan Ankner and myself, Scott Sweeney. What's happening, Hoops? We're live from the chill zone, I should also mention, Mm. right up top. Good to know. Well, I knew it already. It's good for the people to know. I was just thinking, we should record me doing that so I don't have to do it every show. I feel like I mentioned this like forever ago. We should just do that. Just do like a a get a sound drop of you saying that. Yeah. Think it'll sound choppy. I'll give it my best intro voice and really, I don't know. Um, I'm open to it, Sam. Yeah. Did you notice I moved the Nikki Rubenstein picture? Ooh. Isn't it kind of funny over there? Like in that oddly sized spot? I'm into it. It's not going to stay there, but it's funny. Is that to make room for uh, the movie posters you were sending me pictures of? I got a bunch of movie posters coming. Wow. We're really upgrading the studio. I want it to feel... Chiller? More chill. Mm. More zone. <laughs> <laughs> more popping. Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, but, you know, the, that the biggest news of the week is probably my movie posters, number one, and then everything else that's happening with America in a close second. Yes. Would be in terms of importance in my life. The yeah, all that noise. How about that? Do you huh? want to discuss it, or do we want to gloss right over it like it never happened? What, it's your call. It never happened. I mean, if you want to, I don't even know what I have to say about it. It's just um, outrageous. I just, I want to, I want to reveal on air that I upset myself with some video clips of it mm. earlier. I was a little embarrassed. I felt like kind of a pussy, but. You're like the king of disgusting videos. I know. This one got me. I don't know what happened. It was like a perfect storm of stuff that upsets me all at once. You're like a rotten.com guy (laughs) getting upset by some... I'm well-known around the uh, community as a claustrophobic guy. I don't Mm. like small spaces. I hate big crowds. I don't want people touching me. So the whole social distancing thing has actually been great for me. But that is not what's happening in the storming of the Capitol, which is, it's, you know, we're recording this on Friday, January 8th, 2021. Those of you that, you know, own a television or a phone or a computer have been, you know, abreast of the news that a large faction of terrorists, a.k.a. Trump supporters, decided to storm our nation's Capitol on Wednesday, or I guess it was Thursday. And, or no, it was Wednesday. Mm. And try to, I guess their main goal was to break in and sit at Nancy Pelosi's desk. I, I really yeah. don't see what else they were really doing in there beyond taking photos and just breaking stuff. Yeah. So Being there was real. no real agenda. Yeah. And I guess the video I watched was like them trying to, a whole group of them, a horde, if you will, trying to force their way in through a doorway where there was like a group of capitol police trying to stop them Mm. and one guy got wedged in between the door frame and he's clearly having his ribs broken and there's like blood in his mouth from just getting punched a bunch of times you hate to see that it's 
it was, and he's just, at one point, he just gives up and starts yelling, help. Was there any blood coming out of his ears? Yeah, he's probably fine. What's that again? Seinfeld. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but yeah, that... Uh... It's and, it, and I got, like, legitimately disgusted. Mm. I was, like, partially because of America, and it's just like, come on, man. And then the other part was the act itself. Yeah, no one likes to get smushed, especially not to the point of fucking spewing up blood. My goodness. It's, like, impossibly gritty. Yeah, it was one of the grittiest things I've ever seen. And it's on the TMZ website if you have a strong stomach. Uh, I had just had a particularly jarring business conversation with my dad that we had not finished yet because his phone kept dropping. Dad, if you're listening, get a new phone because it's probably dropping the podcast. Mm. And as always, I continue to disappoint him as we (laughs) learned last week. And I think there was a combination of that and then the upsetting video and I almost passed out and I didn't admit wow. that until just now, but I was, I was I, like my, it was a, a mild panic attack right before the show. Ooh. Lucy arrived in the 11th hour with a big box of pizza. The pizza really helped things. The pizza settled me. Yeah. The pizza in general is just like a, I'm a pizza boy now. Yeah. A pizzeria. That fucking pie is so good. It's Frank Pepe's, their new, Location in Watertown, in the Arsenal Mall. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I don't show up in any of the footage of uh, that Trump mob. Oh, you were there? Yeah. I was just kind of hanging out. You were hanging for the show, of course. In your Austin Powers bucket hat with a handful of white claws. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Imagine when those photos surface. Like, you right in the front line. Like, is that an Austin Powers bucket hat? How is he pulling that off? He looks dope. Wow. If you grew up in the 80s, you will remember this is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Ninja Turtles album, and this is their hit single Pizza Power. Hell yeah. Tell me you remember this. I do, and it's fucking dope. It still slaps. Yeah. <laughs> it bangs. Let's get that chorus. It bangs, it slaps. This is what I'm having right now, Pizza Power. It zips, it zaps. This is such a Joey cut. I love these songs because then like Splinter shows up for like a stanza. He's like, I like to party too. I also eat pizza. Or something dope like that. Who is your favorite Ninja Turtle while we're on the subject? That's the first time I've ever used that segue properly. You got to pick. It's come on. You could pick a favorite Ninja Turtle. This isn't your favorite movie. I've often been compared to Michelangelo. Because you're a cowabunga rad dude. Party dude. Whole he dude. was my favorite when I was a kid, too. And I feel like he liked pizza the most. Everyone else like was into it. He was really like, that was his main yeah. focus. I think Raphael was my favorite overall. I lost a sigh. <laughs> Raph was like the cool, like edgy. Yeah. yeah. I, def- I think as a child, I wanted to be edgy. I mm. thought like... And pretty much all I learned how to how to do is edge when I masturbate. Like yeah. I never really got edgy <laughs> as a guy. I think it just it was like he was the angsty one. He had like the wasn't there like a love arc with him and April Ooh. O'Neil or something? I don't even remember. Wow. I think she worked her way through the whole team at really? one point or another. <laughs> just orgies and oh, yeah, maybe that was. Some... I don't know. I need the, I do need a rewatch of those first three Ninja Turtle movies. Yeah. I don't see what else we're going to watch tonight. Maybe it'll be that. I don't know. Wow. That would be fucked but up. But let's, let's get into the news. I got a lot of news. Right off the top, I'm going to kill this James Corden story and move <laughs> right into uh, the birthday corner. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, James Corden said he was leaving America to go back to the UK, to which everyone in America responded, cool. Like, what do you... Yeah, I don't think anyone cares. Someone had a great tweet recently that was just, what does James Corden want from us? <laughs> I was just like, yes, like, exactly. What's the end game here? But yeah, whose birthday is it? What do we got over here? What's going on in that corner? This is the fucking... What happened? This is Stevie Wonder's happy birthday? That doesn't work. Oh shit, that's I'm trying to get it. <laughs> How did you find all these goofy I need a birthdays? birthday corner song and none of these are going to work. Okay, Wait. so this week Marilyn Manson, friend of the show, has a birthday. Uh, I can't believe he doesn't have like a gothic happy birthday song. Hey guys, uh, it's me, Marilyn. Happy fucking birthday, America. I removed all of my ribs to have better access to the cake. <laughs> I just slid down the table like a snake. <laughs> it's nothing gross, I just love sweets. As we know, uh, I am a big Manson head. Yeah. And, okay, but Bradley Cooper turned 46. Okay. Friend okay. of the show. And Florence Pugh, gal of the show, turned 25. You know what? I think they should all team up for some sort of a feature. We didn't get that cast. Well, like, Manson does the soundtrack, and Florence Pugh acts opposite Bradley Cooper as a love interest? I think Bradley Cooper does the soundtrack in his A Star Is Born character. Oh, yeah. Wow, this is good. And then and Manson is acting opposite Florence Pugh. I think they'd have better chemistry. And are we getting a green light? Uh, we're getting a green light <laughs> and a red light at the same time, yes. which is, to me, the best kind of movie. It'll be called A Star Is Still Born. It'll, we're waiting for a green light. Is that too gritty? No such thing as too gritty, except for guys getting crushed in doorways. A star is reborn. Some sort of... Something with the born. I just want to get another look at you, Marilyn. (laughs) Take Florence Pugh out of the equation. It's now a love story between Bradley Cooper and Marilyn Manson. Better. Stronger. Marilyn Manson is like the new up-and-coming artist, and Bradley Cooper takes him under his wing. Ooh. And then in the end, he pisses himself again, and then kills himself again, but it's in a new way. Yeah, he's in the mechanical animals costume sure. or something. Oh, he dresses up like Marilyn Manson, and they're doing a video together. Uh, no, they're doing the VMAs. Okay. Better. And he pisses himself in the mechanical animals costume. Yeah. <laughs> and then Janine Garofalo, like, makes fun of them or something. Look out, it's Ethan Hawke and Janine Garofalo. We'll give it a nice time stamp in the late 90s. I think this is approaching Greenlight status. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anyone at, like, Fox Searchlight listens to the show, but if you do, I don't know what you're waiting for. This is... Send us an email at enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. Dibby 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 diggy digging. And what are we calling this? A Star is Born 2? I Big mean, 2 on the poster? I think A Star is Stillborn is fun. Like Stillborn, like a baby born dead? Yeah, but I mean, it's just because the Manson or the Bradley Cooper, whoever's singing, they're like a dud in the movie. People will get it, they'll be having fun with it. Wow, that's funny. He's in. That's a, that's a, uh, yeah. Hit us up, fans. I mean, I did a lot of driving today. I was, uh... Where were you headed? I was, like, to the reaches of Salem. 
which oh, is a famous, spooky. famous movie area. They shot Hubie Halloween there. Which I feel like has been completely forgotten by Earth. Not us. Since Halloween, yeah. I still think Not of us. It. I still think of it often. Maybe too much. But I went by this theater that I guess was like a famous one of the showcases that had been there for years. Oh, it's abandoned. Oh, yeah. It yeah, just yeah. closed. Listen to this bleak signage they have out front. It just says, <laughs> thanks for the memories, 1948 to 2020. And then the word goodbye. That sucks. I just drove by just like, wow. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, are movies in turmoil? <laughs> the goodbye, I was just like, shit. Like, like goodbye. Yeah. Like, just, oh, that sucks. Bleak. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> what a negative thing to see, too. You're in the middle of a work day. You're probably crammed in traffic. Yeah. Because the COVID traffic is back or the non-covid traffic whatever it's like that everybody's just drive driving around now just driving joe drive this um that sucks yeah it was fucked up speaking of things that suck um i could read literally anything on this list (laughs) it sucks and it cuts it certainly does suck um i don't know i got a list of people who got covid this week i'll just rattle them off larry king Hillary Duff, Joe Exotic's father died of it. Wow. I guess Hillary Duff specifically had a COVID-related eye infection. Ooh. So that's a lot of COVID going around. Yeah, Larry King, especially, I'm keeping my eye on him. You need him dead. When I saw that he was in the hospital, I was like, ooh. <clears throat> so I famously have him in our death pool, mm. which uh, we should like put that up on the Instagram and Twitter so people oh, can like follow that. that with more. They can follow along at home. And if you want to participate, you may be throwing a side bet. Let me know. Yeah. I think it would be dope if Larry King died and won me a little splash of cash. But I saw him 10 years ago. But that's just my two cents. (laughs) Is that one of his things? That's funny. It is. Okay. I saw him 10 years ago walking around in Beverly Hills with his wife at the time. I'm sure he's been married three times since. But he looked 110. I remember you described him. He looked like... He was like a walking coat hanger or like yeah, something he was, funny. His spine his, was so crooked. He looked literally more decrepit than almost any celebrity on earth. That was before I found garlic. It changed everything. Fuck you, love. I had such an age. My wife, Sean. Sean! <laughs> um, what else? A lot of stuff happened. Did you see also... Um, oh, I don't know. They found the guys... The guys who killed the rapper here. This is Pop Smoke. Pop Pop. Uh. Oh, Pop Smoke. I know you're a big hip hop guy. Uh, probably the biggest, as it happens. This guy's dead, Pop Smoke. Wow. And they found his killers. It's been about a year. And they found four guys who shot him and tried to rob him in Los Angeles. They're like 18, 19 year old kids. Wow. And now they're all getting the death penalty, potentially, which I think is a win for. I don't know, less scumbags on the planet, I guess. That's like cool rap guy stuff. Like yeah. they're getting the death penalty, like death row records. Yeah, that's like a cool guy. Yeah. Okay, like, yeah, I'm I'm They'll go down to the eight mile and uh get this done. Speaking of what? death row. I don't records. know anything about rap. Fuck. We're in the rap corner right now, so I'm just gonna roll with it. Ow, Adapt. Ow. 
Dr. Dre was hospitalized this week with a brain aneurysm. Wow. And four men then attempted to rob his home after the news broke that he was not there and he was in the hospital. That's what one might call a bad week. Sounds like Dr. Dre's really... uh, wasn't, I feel like he's been in the news a lot lately, like getting divorced. He's had a tough month. Doing this, doing that. You know what it is? I imagine the aneurysm was 100% directly correlated with stress as a result of, you know, his wife. I think her name is Nicole leaving him after. Well, I mean, I'm sure he did something dumb to make it happen, but, you know, they're mm. falling apart. She's going to walk with like an outrageous amount of his money just destroying him mm. and he had a brain aneurysm in his 50s if he's even 50 he might be like 52 oh oh my man's gonna be all right oh shit so we'll see snoop lion here in studio mm. i mean speaking of rappers getting divorced we're in the rap corner big big news it's mm. like the biggest news the huge power couple kim kardashian and kanye west are getting a divorce. Did anybody see that one coming? <laughs> yeah, I know. They're just, he seems so level headed, and so does she. I can't believe those two crazy kids weren't able to make it work. It got to the point where they were married. What was it, eight years they've been married now? Something like that? It got to the point where I was starting to think maybe they really will stay together. They have like at least three kids together. Yeah, I was thinking like, like, yeah, that. they'll just, <clears throat> I imagine they had some sort of a like, we're super celebrities on Doe Island. Like, we just have an agreement, an, an accord to, like, see this through as well, a power couple. A couple of things about this that are weird. Mm. I read, and I think that these two are both known for publicity stunts. So I no. don't fully believe this yet. No. He bought her be. five Maybach Mercedes Benzes for Christmas. Five different ones. Five? You don't buy somebody, I don't know, what are those cars, 200 grand a piece? You don't buy somebody a million dollars worth of cars if you're about to get a divorce. I love the idea of her being like, I want to divorce this fucking idiot, but I know I'm getting five cars for Christmas, so let me just save it a couple weeks. Like she doesn't already have a billion dollars of her own (laughs) to just go. Like what do people with that much money even do for gifts? You both have a billion dollars. It's like, yeah, I have that already. Yeah, like I bought you this like outrageously like difficult to acquire expensive item. And here's another... They yeah, just go know. back and forth, just giving each other expensive items. Yeah, trading like <clears throat> wonders of the world. For me, like Lucy whatever. could like change my whole life with a $600 gift. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing. If I had a billion dollars, I would 100% just buy it. Yeah. There's nothing holding them back. Getting a gift for Kanye must be impossible. Yeah. You have to make him something from the heart, like a, like a macaroni, <laughs> you know, por- self-portrait. Yeah, maybe this will get him like off the god stuff, and like we'll get like a new gritty, love-struck Kanye. Well, who's like he'll, he'll renounce God and like make <clears throat> a good song again. I'm hoping that we get another Yeezus type album out of him after this, mm. where he's just gritty and pissed and just going for it. No yeah. more God stuff. The Sunday Service album was terrible. The Yay album was passable, but I, I honestly have love. Life of Pablo wasn't my favorite album. There's a couple of tracks, but like prior to that, it was all home runs. Mm. There was like four home runs in a row, five home runs in a row. <clears throat> and keep clearing my throat. Sounds great on the radio. Um, I wonder how they're gonna stay relevant. I don't I know. Mean, <laughs> Kim, 
Kim Kardashian, she got famous with a sex tape. If she's looking for someone to make a new sex tape with, oh, I mean, if she made We're a back sex in Scotty's tape, dating corner. If you made a sex tape with one of the Turkey Boys, I can guarantee the. Mm. I am a taken man, so it's going to go right to you. Yeah. I think that you should e- could easily fill Kanye's shoes. No doubt. And maybe get me a few pairs of Kanye's shoes. Yeah. I'll steal some when I'm on the way out the door after making a okay. very tasteful yet powerful sex tape with Kim Kardashian. Will you film it all on your iPhone, kind of like Steven Soderbergh? Or are you thinking we go big with this and I come in with you and with cameras? Yeah. Cameras okay. in the cut. We set it all up. Yeah, it'll be like a punked. <laughs> oh, and I roar out of the closet, and Kim Kardashian realizes that your lovemaking with her has been filmed. Yeah. Okay. You don't think she'll take us to court or anything? No. She'll just laugh it off. Yeah. Yeah, she'd probably laugh. It's we just got to tell her before we leave, and then she'll be cool with it. It's for the reboot of Punked on Quibi, Kim. You understand, <laughs> don't you? There is a rumor that um, Kanye's, the reason the divorce is happening is because Kanye has been secretly dating Instagram influencer Jeffree Star, who is a man. Wow. Um, I don't know if he's trans or what, but he, he, I believe, identifies as a man. That's a spicy rumor. And I need it to be true. Yeah, that would be great. (laughs) He needs it. Mm. Enough Kanye talk, though. While we're on the subject of dating... Actress Olivia Wilde has moved on from Jason Sudeikis and is now allegedly dating Harry Styles. I know, what a... Come on! It's another spicy couple right there. Yeah, they were like holding hands at some wedding that they went to, and they're making a movie together, so everyone's assuming that they're an item. I don't know. They kind of look like the same person. They're both just like... Like Very a, like a model looking, just like, it would make sense. It's like, yeah, they're probably into each other. I could see this. I think, you know what it is? I think that Harry Styles' dating history, I, I saw a thing, I think it was on page six, where they just did a little, like... I'm in love with this bird. I'm going to write a new song about watermelons about a... It's going to be <laughs> They did like incredible. a dating history of all, <laughs> of all the women uh, that he's ever been with. And it was just... He's had oh, some great polls. He's got some polls. He had that Kendall Jenner, speaking of Kardashian fame. I'll, I'll soon be... <laughs> Starberries. This guy loves oh, singing hey, about fruits. Hey, Kendall, how you doing, mate? You remind me of a lime, a lemon-lime beauty. I was just in the loo, and perhaps you could join me in there and drink some of my urine. This is my new song, Lemon Lime Beauty, about my latest babe. But yeah, that, uh... He's I'm actually a Harry Styles fan. And when people were shitting on this, I got upset. He ha- he has one song I like that, where he's not singing about fruits, but uh, he's doing more acting. Is it these this one? Days, it seems. Yeah, is this like adore, adore you? you? Yeah, this is a good one. This is a hit. Yeah, coming at you, folks. This is from the new Harry Styles album, Adore You, here at Kiss One O Eight. Hit that post. Yeah, this is like a nice slow one. I just got chills. Reveal. Wow. <laughs> Of the douche variety? <laughs> He's back. <laughs> I don't care that you used that joke already. It's fuck, still good. Fuck. It's <laughs> hoping to just sweep that. That killed under me the, the first time. And it, for, for those of you hearing it for the first time, here at Kiss 108, I'm Ryan Anchor with my co host, Scott Sweeney. Hey, hey. We're Spider here all Harrison. weekend playing all the hits, all the 
sports corners, all the more important music that you need for your <laughs> weekend. Get out there and build a fort. Ooh. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, and I like it. I think you should build a fort until the snow comes in. Uh, big music episode this week. A lot of music talk. Were you wowed like... by this picture of Kumail Nanjiani? Oh, with the HGH chin? Yeah. Yeah. You don't even have to show me. He looks like a... We can put it on the Instagram. <laughs> Text it to me. He just like... He looks like a Lego person now. Like his skull has been like reformed by... Oh, what happened? Yeah. Fuck. He looks dumb. He looks, yeah, odd. He's, it's the kind of thing where normally when like a nerdy schlubby guy like gets super jacked, you're just like, oh, whoa. With him, everyone's like bidding him. I feel like no one's just like, wow, <laughs> he's probably so bummed out. He's like, I'm doing all this fucking work, getting in shape. Everyone's bidding me. Like, what is this? I, but who knows? I don't think he looks good is where that's coming from. I think that his abs looked nice. But, like, he oh, has just you. a weird body composition. Like, the way his shoulders are shaped, mm. the, the angles of his face. And I, I do think that he's on uh, human growth hormone, which is why his jaw is getting like, bowed out like that. I don't think that's normal yeah. human genetics. I'm not a good judge of, like, when someone's roiding or whatever. You'd probably know better just, like, looking at someone it, You know, it's not – some people it's pretty obvious, but sometimes it's challenging. So, but, I mean, there are guys – like, you can usually tell when you see a guy working out. Like, if I saw him in the gym and I watched how he how well he was doing, it would probably be an easier indicator. But mm. even then, it's not an exact science. And that is a thing that guys will say. Just, oh, he's on steroids just for, like, anybody who does good work. That's true. So we don't want to be haters. But I do think Kamel looks terrible, <laughs> and well, I do fuck. hate and I do hate him. So there's that. Did you hear no. that um, Sarah Jessica Parker and Matthew Broderick are selling their Manhattan home for fifteen million dollars? Oh, a cool fifteen mil! Mm. Oh my goodness! I'm the real estate agent, and <laughs> things are getting steamy. My goodness, sounds like Kim Cattrall has uh, sexily sauntered mm. her way back into studio. Scott, I want you to look under my chair right now and see the puddle beneath me of my juices. Oh my goodness, Kim is leaking. She's not <laughs> lying. It's like a whole scene going on here. It's not as sexy Will you give me the money for the house so I can sell it? <laughs> I will, Kim. Hmm. Above asking? I'm looking like that shot from Basic Instinct, but even more <laughs> gritty. And Are you like Wayne Knight? by 30 years. I am Wayne Knight. And uh, I'm sweating profusely, as Wayne Knight tends to. Yeah, I actually forgot that Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica Parker were married. They're another, they're another couple that seems like they're just like, like, yeah, we're just like a power couple. And we'll just like see it through. I bet they hate each other in real life. They, but, got, they must. But who knows? I don't know. I feel know. like they're both so hateable. There's no way that they're just getting along. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? You, you see got? that Roku is in talks to buy Quibi's entire content library. And Would you need a Roku device to watch it? Yes. It says all this content would go yes. on the ad-supported app, the Roku channel. The Roku channel. Yes. But yeah, Quibi returns and lives on. Thank God. Yeah, we needed it. I feel like it had been a few weeks since I'd really even got to talk about Quibi since its demise in, I think, November. It Mm. was birthed in the spring of 2020 and died 
before the year was even over. But all those turkeys that people made will maybe get to live on. They're probably just going to keep the Kevin Hart show and everything else gets axed. Yeah. Yeah, they'll just keep like a select few things. That... Do you see, speaking of marriages falling apart, Zoe Kravitz and Carl Glusman have filed for divorce after 18 months of marriage? Wow. Maybe I mean, it was the failing of high fidelity or yeah. his embarrassment about Banshee never getting renewed for a second season or mm. his penis being in the movie Love. <laughs> there was a lot of up-in-the-air balls here that could have been... Unintended. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's true. He's one of those guys who showed his DI in a movie. Mm. That's like a select bunch of side That's guys. such a power move yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Like Michael Fassbender. I think it's kind of a career killer. That probably... Is like, like what a, got him, her in the first place. Her being like, oh, I think, didn't that guy like show his DI in an unflattering fashion in that fucking movie that nobody saw? He, 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 he must has be a nice cool. piece, doesn't he? I remember that being a nice piece. I just remember it being like a gross, just the whole scene. It's just like they're showing too yeah. much. And it's like in 3D. It's just like, why would anyone hey, do thanks this? thanks for calling me back, CVS. You're not fucking up my podcast at all. What the fuck? I don't know how to get rid of him. So anybody, if you're listening to this and you've been able to get rid of CBS calling, CBS, CBS should be calling us. CVS won't leave me alone. If you know how to make them go away, DM me about it. I mean, what's the deal with their super long receipts? Am I right, folks? He's in. That was <laughs> no, a but tumbleweed. Zoe Kravitz wise, I, uh... Would you smooch with her? Yeah, I should make a sex date with her also. Okay, great. Um, Add it to the list. Scotty Rebound. Anyone who wants to make a sex tape on the rebound, I'm I'm available. Love that about you. You're very flexible. Kid. Um, what else do I have? Elon Musk has just passed Jeff Bezos to become the richest man alive. That's pretty big. That actually surprised the hell out of me. Yeah. I didn't realize Tesla was doing that well. Yeah. How many people have Teslas? Jeff Bezos, it makes sense. He's the owner of Amazon, and they sell everything on Earth, and it's like the only website anyone uses. Like, how did Tesla guy outdo him? I don't even get it. Well, I mean, he has more than just Tesla, right? There's also the space company, and I think it's, oh, it's yes, about yes, the yes, stock, yes. This, the valuation of the stock. Kid. So, I, yeah, he, he the, the stock went way up. His net worth quadrupled. That's pretty much it. But it's to me, I agree with you. It doesn't seem. Yeah, it's, it didn't make sense to me. Mm. I'm sick of both of them. Get them both out of here. They should send us some dough. I hate how like Elon Musk says something quirky on Twitter every few weeks and everybody reposts it like he's like some sort of hero. He's Why one... does everybody love him and hate Jeff Bezos? They're the same guy. Oh, yeah. I, I hate them both. <laughs> Okay, there you go. That's he's, what we need. He's one of the worst tweeters out there. He's, I don't a, bad, know if it's, he's a bad follow, yeah. I don't know if it's him doing it, but whoever's doing it, he, terrible tweets. Mm. Just like, you hate to see it type stuff. Rowan Atkinson says he doesn't enjoy playing Mr. Bean anymore and finds it, quote, stressful and exhausting, and I look forward to the end of it. Well, yeah, of course he does. And it's like... But nothing has ever made more sense than that. Yeah, and it's like, who's waiting for more Mr. Bean? Like, all when was the, the last all time of England, maybe? he even know. made a Mr. Bean thing? All of our mates, call in. Bruvs. It's like, just call it a day. Everyone will be fine without you just playing your character where you, like, 
don't say anything and muggly make faces to the camera. Does he not never speak? Is that the whole? I've actually never watched all of a Mr. Bean I feature. Think, I think that's a Mr. Bean tentpole. <laughs> but yeah, if he's done playing the role and they're going to recast it, maybe Ben Affleck slinks into the role. <laughs> he recently abandoned uh, that new Batman movie. Did he tap so. out of that or did they tap him out of it? We don't know. I'd love to know the I'd details. love to know the gritty, real underbelly of that story. But yeah, Ben... I'm not sure. Ben Affleck abandoning playing Batman again after like six months ago they announced like, he's back. He's out again. Classic Affleck. He doesn't just, care. Yeah. He probably just loves those headlines. I feel like he's a headline guy. Yeah. He, he wouldn't date Ana de Armas if there was no like enjoyment I mean, on his part. I think he might. How could there not be enjoyment on his part? In terms of this is in it. terms of just the public, like what I'm saying is there's plenty of babes that are just as babish as she is that are not famous mm. or that are, you know, behind the scenes famous or whatever. Yeah. So he could easily, although the paparazzi is going to follow him wherever he goes, he might as well date somebody who understands him. Mm. I don't know. He's dropping his Dunkin' Donuts all over the place. How you doing? Hey, how are you? I'm the new Mr. Bean. I swooped in and picked it up for you. <laughs> I just realized we need to get a Ben Affleck voice instead of just doing the Mark Wahlberg voice for him also. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. How okay. do we not make the connection that people call Boston the Bean? Fuck you. you Mr. Totally the Bean. I mean, if you want to get down to it, Mr. Bean has been a character in past Bean set crime dramas. Mm. My uh, Boston series. Sure. That, yeah. The What's what's the the first? is The first one is... is uh, Is there a title? Is it just Bean Said Crime Drama is the name of the movie? One was Bean Said Supernatural Thriller. One was Bean Said Match. There's a bunch. There's, <laughs> there's, there's been too many, frankly. I'll I get like that list. there are actually like at least parts of treatments or scripts floating around your house somewhere. That, oh, they're like, real. I, oh, I know that. And I one of these days, I think you're going to slap one on my desk. I am. And let me go over. And let, can I produce Bean Said Crime Drama? This is me. Yes. This is me throwing my hat in the ring. I don't want to write with you. I don't want to. I want to produce it. Okay. Yes. The answer is yes. I've been me. waiting for this for 102 this a, episodes. This is a pretty big episode here, guys. We're coming. Wow. It's all coming together. Fenway, Magic is happening. Fenway Frank just got greenlit. I'm going to faint. Me calling up like random production companies like Lionsgate with just trying to pitch them being like so okay it's a movie it's set in, in Boston it's full of crime and it's a drama the, we're calling it bean set crime drama what do you think get Jill Quigg on the horn immediately we need her here yesterday but yes what else do we have there uh, Larry King we already talked about that this was a story that really caught my eye. Vin Diesel, in a recent interview, says he is, quote, committed to the theatrical experience. To which I respond, same, Vin. Right what does there. that mean? <laughs> of what? <laughs> I of, guess, of another Fast and the Furious movie that we're going to have to wait another year for? Okay. Yeah, it's probably his way of saying, like, we're going to delay Fast 9 again, potentially. That's something I was thinking about. Now that we're in 2021 which is the year that all these movies got delayed to, it's like huh. it's still the same thing going on. And once these movies start getting delayed again, I'm really just going to... Once I start seeing 2022 on those movie like release dates, I'm probably going to vomit. The first time when I see that Fast Furious 9 
2022. Uh, when it says summer 2022, that'll because they're not going to put that movie out until there's a vaccine. So until and not even yeah, just until the va- like the world can go the see it world in the theater is vaccinated. And that means that like down. people who make twenty thousand dollars a year need to be vaccinated, which means we're we're not even close to that. I know doctors uh, who aren't vaccinated yet. It's been weeks. I feel like it's been vaccine wise. Word has been like it's like it, what's even going on? It's been Does like anyone... six weeks of the vaccine in existence, and I know like two people who have it. I know of people who work in like the medical field who have supposedly gotten it. Otherwise, I haven't heard a peep about it in weeks. Great upon weeks, and like hospitals are overflowing in California, which is where movies are born. So I honestly think like Hollywood executives look out the window and they're in complete lockdown and they're like, we're not releasing this. Yeah. If they delay the book of Saw again, I'm not responsible for what I do. I give you I'm a- going to like become the new Jigsaw if they delay the book of Saw again. You like riding through <laughs> Troublemaker Studios or whatever the fuck, whoever yeah. produced that, just you ride in on the little, little unicycle. Me kidnapping producers and making them <clears throat> go through games. The key to this release date is in the stomach of your dead soulmate. <clears throat> Win or lose, make your choice. Yes. Let's just watch Saw. Jig Scott. We're gonna <laughs> He's in. Well, where are you, Chef? Ooh, speaking of Cage, it was his birthday yesterday. How did I not get him in the birthday corner? I know. That, uh, I think he turned like 57 or something. He looks great. Yeah. And that's his son doing. We need him on the show. Oh yeah, his gritty, like dope goth son. Yeah. I forgot. He'd he... be a get. Yeah. That yeah, why isn't he like a Chet Hayes type character? Where like he's doing wacky things and we're hearing about it? That sounds good. Yeah, I'm not sure. I could use a little more like I need more celebrity kids embarrassing themselves. It doesn't happen as much as you'd want it to. Yeah. Like Chet Hayes is number one in our hearts Mm. and we need like 11 more of him because they exist they're out there that's the thing they probably all do have instagrams we just need to seek them out like we got lucky with chet hayes Mm. he gets some he somehow gets headlines he's so good he's one of the best um that's all i got for news you Um, have any more daniel kalua or kaluya however you say that oh the guy from get out and jesse plemons have reportedly been offered roles in jordan peele's next film or meth damon yes yes is he fat is he fat again or i feel like he's still uh, a husky boy love it what was he in most recently that i did not enjoy He's in The Irishman for like two scenes, which that, is kind of I guess odd. Fargo. I watched a good amount of Fargo. Yeah. And which then, is a great, great show. It's just for whatever reason, it can't grab me. It's one of those shows that like if I worked on the Academy, I would give them every, I would throw Emmys at them like crazy, but I'm just like, I'm not, I find it boring. Yeah. The most recent season I bailed on. It really. The Chris Rock season? Yeah. Okay. It's <laughs> not. <laughs> I think I love my wife. <laughs> But yeah, the next Jordan Peele movie, I mean, the guy from Get Out, Jesse Plemons. I remember a few weeks ago they had some story where it's about like a weird guy who works at a Walmart video store and like something crazy happens So there. a one-hour photo. I'm imagining Jesse right. Plemons is like the guy who works at Walmart and Daniel Kaluuya plays some cool guy who does something that makes it a horror movie. I'm intrigued. Movie. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I've made jokes about being out on Jordan Peele in the past, but I definitely think he has more to show us. I think there's there's something else there. Yeah. 
Us is messy, but it's got a lot of good stuff in it. I prefer Us to Get Out. What of it? Ooh, hot take? That is my hot take. I haven't had anyone line up with me on that one yet. <laughs> Trying. And Clancy Brown has been cast as the villain in Dexter Season 9. I forgot they're actually making more Dexter. That's a reality. No, Dex. And Clancy Brown, he's this, he's a sidecar. You'll know him when you see him. He's, oh, wow. He's like a that guy. And I can picture him. Is he him. the guy in Billions? Probably. I think he's in Billions. Wow. Is it with a K, Clancy? C. Okay. Clancy. Let's see if he's the first Clancy who comes up. Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan is actually the Clancy that comes up first. Wow. I believe this is the guy from Billions, yeah. But yeah, Dexter, you know, we'll we'll check that out. Isn't he like eight feet tall, Clancy? Is he? He might be. Nothing about that fucking John Krasinski, Jack Ryan show. Wondering if they're making another season of that. God, I hope not. Mm. We don't need <laughs> any more. Iterate. Yeah, he's six three, so he's a he's a big boy. He's a biggin. Big boy. Um. And the first look at the Forever Purge has been released. I'm, which I'm in. I'm a Purge guy. They say this will be the final film in the Purge franchise. I have enjoyed all the Purge movies thoroughly. They're fun. Yeah. They're like they, Saw movies. They're not like good movies, and it's an interesting. The premise is interesting, and then it's fun, and that's it. Yes. <clears throat> yes. Of all the times to, for a Purge movie to be released, it's now. Yeah. Like, we need a Purge right now. Like, all the people, you know, screaming and yelling at each other. Like, that's what I was trying to do the other day. It didn't go good. Wouldn't it be great if the Purge was legal on those people? Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, would have hurt some innocent ones as well. But, I mean, like, I don't know. Purge them away. Gritty. Flush the toilet on America. Myself included. Right down the tubes. Ooh. Um, and Legendary is supposedly backing Dennis Villeneuve. Ooh. To give Dune a theatrical release. Yes. If and when, that'll... Uh, That's where it belongs, as I said two weeks ago. To Naomi Watts. Release it on the big screen. So yeah, he's like a big screen guy who was like, look, you can't do this to me. They're still releasing Godzilla v. Kong on HBO Max, but Dune, I guess, will be a theatrical exclusive sometime in 2021. I feel like that's so arrogant of uh what's his face um david lynch to to do that dennis villeneuve you mean right yeah i mean are they is david lynch even involved in a as a producer Mm -hmm. okay misstep but yeah dennis villeneuve is outstanding and i get it but there's a lot of jokes all over twitter and the internet like i can't i want to live long enough just to be disappointed by dennis villeneuve's dune like whoever wrote that is fucking hysterical i think that was nick Usen, friend of the show funny i remember your quote I don't know you, but I like your show, your stuff. He's in. Um, I don't know. I guess my point is there's a large margin for error with this movie. Like it may not be because I don't know anybody that's like a Dune fan of I've the s- first movie. Yeah, it's like fine at best. I think people love the book series. It's, okay, it's like a Lord of the Rings type thing where everyone's like crazy about the books. So every time they make a new version, they're like, "This is gonna be as good as the books. This is gonna rule." So I bet everyone's crushingly disappointed are movies ever as good as the book isn't that like the constant theme that the movie's always a letdown yeah that's it's one of those things like when you read it you know how you imagine it in your mind is always better than like one person's like very specific vision of it 
it's and it's it's never not going to get somewhat fucked up. Yeah. And yeah, they're going to like leave out like the one part you really loved and like just not get the point of it like you did. Classic book movie stuff. But yeah, I think that's all our news. Maybe we talked some shuts. I have big news. Hit me. This might be, I believe it's my third week with Wow. Our third show with no shuts. My man shutless? I'm shutless. Holy shit. But while we're on the subject of shutting, why don't you hit me with your best shot? I'd love to. There's a new Netflix series called The History of Swear Words. That Nicolas Cage show? Yes. It's not funny, is it? Huh? Huh? Go ahead. (laughs) It's just, this show is like exactly what it sounds like history of swear words there's five episodes each one's like one's about fuck one's about shit etc and he just hosts it which means he's at the opening like three minutes and he just introduces it but then they actually go through the history of like where the word came from and it's just like talking heads just saying the word fuck and going like fucking isn't it weird how fuck did this and fuck like it just makes you hate the word. It's just people. That's rep- not funny at all. Yeah, like it's one of those VH1 shows where it's like hacky comedians oh, no. being like pop up video kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. here's my take on fuck. Like, fuck's so versatile. It's like the best. And then shit and bitch. It's just like anytime someone tries to get to the bottom of like something like this, it's just annoying. Like when get- I, when people, if someone would ask me the origin of of a word like that, I would just say, why do you care? Yeah. Fucking difference does it make? Yeah. There you go. It's not funny. What the fuck? It's a great word. I work it all the time. Yeah, like, let's not take the mystery out of everything. Like, fuck is everyone's favorite word. It's just a word that comes out when you gotta give someone some oomph. It's like, let's just leave it at that. I'm actually trying to curse a little bit less, which has been going poorly, but I'm doing my best. I actually feel like we're good about not cursing up a storm. On the show. Or I least, hope so. Yeah. I mean, I to me, I feel like in off air, I curse more than on air. Yeah. And I'm trying to just, it makes you sound dumb. Yeah. It's a crutch. A hundred percent. It's for, especially if you're trying to be funny. Yeah. Throwing the F word out there. It's be funny without it. Yeah. If you can. And then lean on it when necessary. And yeah, I couldn't finish any of these. Like I turned off fuck halfway through because I was like, <laughs> enough with that word. And then like shit, I got tired of. You didn't make it through fucking? I didn't make it through fucking. I didn't make it through bitch. I don't know what the other ones were. Bish. Fucking bish. How about cunt? Oh. We should have just done a whole episode about cunt. Yeah. And talked about like the Britishness of it. How it's like not a big deal over there. Mm. But yeah, I shut that off. History of swear words on Netflix. Also shut off. The Netflix after party. You seen this? You heard about this new show? Take a stand together. I have not. David Spade. Oh. Who had a show on Comedy Central last year. They can't stop giving him shows. Yeah. I liked that show. Lights Out? Yeah. Sure. That was like a fun entertainment movies, TV type show. I like him. I think he's fucking great, but they can't stop giving him shows. Yeah. They've got him doing this new one where it's him and a few sidecars. Jill Quigg. Hosting people from like a Netflix show every week. The first episode was Cobra Kai. Which is a show I don't watch. Yeah, I don't want to watch that either. It's like too dumb for me, but people seem to like it. And yeah, this is it was like David Spade and Fortune Feimster. 
and some other annoying people just being like, is this a show? Like, I used to see here her. we all are. <laughs> I used to play tennis in the Valley when I lived out there, and I would see Ooh. Fortune Feimster on the courts near me. She's actually an awesome tennis player. Whoa. <laughs> is that funny? <laughs> it's like your best celebrity reveal yet. <laughs> She's like fast and has moves and like is actually <laughs> talented at tennis. Wow. She's just big. You should have challenged her to a, to a match. I mean, this was at a time where she was like barely on Chelsea Handler. I was like, I think that's that fat lady from Chelsea Handler. Hmm. And that was the only way I knew her. And now she's like somewhat more famous than that. Yeah. She's got a funny. I get her and um, what's her face who lost all the weight that was in the Pitch Perfect movies. Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson and, and her kind of combined. I like put them in the same category, even though that's like fair. one's funnier. I, I don't know. They're both pretty funny, actually. Yeah. And I also shut off Crocodile Dundee. Good. Which is a movie I'd never seen before. I watched it because they were talking about it on Blank Check, another movie podcast that I enjoy, even though we're the only one, as you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I know. Stop the clock. It's fucked up. But yeah, Crocodile Dundee, I was like, this is like a famous movie that spawned something of a franchise. It got like three sequels, I think. People rave about that. This movie's a fucking... Here I am swearing after talking about all that. Is a legitimate zero out of ten. Like it's supposed to be a comedy. It's got no laughs. Paul Hogan is a dog shit actor. I don't know how he even like happened into this whole thing. I spent the whole time waiting for the knifey spoony bit. And then when I got to that, it wasn't even that good. You know the fuck. That's like, the Simpsons version of it. But yeah. Or yeah, you know what I mean. I do know what you mean. We were just talking about the dude. Today. Yeah, I, I don't remember loving that movie. And they made like four of them. And then like yeah. Colin Quinn. Uh-huh. Well, that, yeah. I, the only good thing to come out of Crocodile Dundee is Cro- Colin Quinn's story about re about how he was punching up Crocodile Dundee 2. And he wrote himself into too much of it. Uh, well, you know. And then they cut it out. Thought I'd spruce this up. Guess I, I haven't seen the second one. But after watching the first one, his version of 2, there's no way it wasn't better than whatever 2 was. Mm. Because, oof, it was fucked up. That's some good shots. Anything else or is that it? I mean, I think that's basically it. Why don't we take a little break? Ooh. Watch whatever we can come up with. Mm. We got, we're got we talking about the Queen's Gambit this week and some other surprises. And we, the, we're we torn. We're deciding, like, do we watch the new Vanessa Kirby, Shia LaBeouf pregnancy movie with the 10-minute birth scene that's super fucking depressing? And then we come back down here in a bad mood and just vomit it onto the microphones? Ooh. Or do we dig in the 2002 crate and bring out something fun? Like, oh, I don't know, adaptation or... How you doing? Um, Minority Report or Spun? Yeah. Or Blade 2. That's literally my <laughs> cursor is on it. Blade 2. Done. All right. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Take a stand together. We're back. I had to take off my Austin Powers bucket hat to put on the headphones. I was hoping I could keep it on so I could just... You can't let it rest on the top comically? I mean... I'm really rich. Maybe we'll try that. Speaking of him, he just got banned from Twitter, which is fun. 
Mm, but nobody builds walls better than me. That's why, I, that's why I brought it out, yeah. You got banned from like everything. Right at the zero hour, they're just like, you know what? Let's shut this guy down. And you said they deleted that uh, parlor, <laughs> the conservative chat thing. Yeah. Just Let's just flush all these, like I was saying, flush all these monsters down the toilet now yeah. and forever. <laughs> it's over. It's over. Like with your weird like nightmare of the past four years. I've got I can't nowhere wait. to go. I can't wait till we get to the point where we no longer see that man's name anywhere. Yeah. That's going to be the day. It's going to be cool. We're close. Mm. But People that is hanging there for a bit, I, hope, I think, unfortunately. Yeah. But we just uh, took a break and watched the new Netflix Ridge Pieces of a Woman. Mildly uplifting, uh, very funny, <laughs> yeah. um, like ensemble comedy drama. Yeah, this is a movie about Shia LaBeouf and Vanessa Kirby play a couple who run Great into... dream couple. Yes. Great relationship. They actually, they're, they're a good couple. Certainly better than Vanessa Kirby and The Rock and Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> I was like, this is a more, this I can buy like slightly more than that. No, least. I mean, the quality of their relationship is what I was referring to. Yes. Yeah, but you wanted that Hobbs and Shaw joke. I got, I, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> This movie, <clears throat> it's got like a big Blue Valentine kind of vibe. Yeah, I wrote that down too. For people who are familiar with that movie. But, uh, yeah, should we give away like what it's about? I feel like that would... It's a couple that, you know what, dude? It's a couple that is trying to have a baby. And the trailer will probably tell you this much. The, the pregnancy isn't going great. And the delivery is not going great. Yeah, like they try to do a home birth, mm. and it's uh, that scene. Oof. There's a scene Fuck. that goes on for like 15 actual minutes where they're like real time going through this home birth, and it's just like her like making the noises for so long. Like, Yeah, Lucy was not watching with us. She was upstairs in the bedroom, and she texted me, what the fuck are you guys watching? It sounds disgusting. Yeah, like what's going on here? And I think she thought that the Turkey Boys were settling in for some hardcore sex, mm. which we've been known to do in all those times we watch porn together. Yeah. I mean, porn is movies, too. Mm-hmm. Can't forget it. It's true. They have an awards and everything. Yeah. A couple of them. And this movie has a Departed-esque 30 minutes into the movie title reveal, which I was like, that's like a bold yeah, move. Yeah, that's, that's a move. When they're like, check this out. Like, I bet you forgot you were even... <laughs> That we didn't even do a title sequence yet. Boom. Here you go. And this movie, I actually liked it, even though I feel like we're kind of Years shitting ago, on it. Years ago, we had the title sequence. <laughs> <laughs> and now we got this these pieces of a woman. Who is this? Shy is going through a lot in the media lately. And him being an abusive husband and borderline raping his own wife isn't really going to do wonders for his image. He also shows his D.I. in this movie. Years ago, we had Shia's D.I. (laughs) Which Ank requested a rewind for. (laughs) I thought was fun. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with rewinding to see a man's dick. You You gotta take it. You were like on your phone. I was like, oh, there's Shia LaBeouf's dick. And you were like, hold everything. Okay, turn this down. (laughs) Lunatic. (laughs) 
<laughs> just taking the pod hostage with my departed bits. <laughs> yeah, I, I requested that penis rewind. I mm. did. And it's not a very impressive dick. You got to give him props for... Yeah, Do he's you? just... He's out there with a flaccid D.I. Just standing there, like, wearing a sweater, but with no pants on, looking like Donald Duck or something. It's very silly. But Shia LaBeouf, he'll go there. He'll, he'll do whatever it takes to uh, for the performance. What do you think is going to happen? Is he Since he's been kind of getting mildly doxxed, as they say on Twitter, with the relationship he was like, involved in with that singer that didn't mm. go well, that... We don't. I don't know anything that's true, but they're alleging that he was like sexually abusive and kind of a monster. And then two musicians who have both FK Twigs and then mm. I think Sia, oh, both chimed in. And Sia is pretty Sia? major. Yeah. So what's true? What isn't? I'm not sure. I know Shia was in one of Sia's videos, and I know he dated that FK Twigs person. So mm. if that stuff is true. I honestly think that there's a for not in general, but with 2020, with how mediocre it's been, is this considered a 2021 movie though? I mean, it just dropped yesterday, so yeah. So it would not be eligible mm-hmm. for this year's Oscars. Correct. Okay. But so, it'll be fucking sweeping them next year, baby. You know what I'm saying though? Like, no doubt. Would he have had a shot? I'm imagining him being his name being sullied will get in the way. Yeah, I see this more as the main Vanessa Kirby. I could see her getting a little mm. awards attention. She's good. Maybe even Ellen Burstyn for her her powerful five minute scene. Like we were joking when watching it, this would be the scene they show at the Oscars to be like best supporting actress Ellen Burstyn. She was fucking going for it. She was like, whoa. She's very old at this point. She looked like she was like in her nineties. So. Yeah, she was old in. Uh, we just talked about this. Requiem, Requiem. for a Dream. Mm. And she's looking really old now. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was a good movie. I will never watch it again. Never. Never. This movie is so sad, it started like making me cackle at points. Like yeah. <laughs> the places it goes to are just like, Jesus Christ. Just heavy. Yeah. And like yeah, like overall it's like a really solid, interesting, realistic movie about a subject that nobody wants to watch a movie about. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I mean, I'll watch a movie about anything, as long as it's good. Like I'll watch the sobbiest yeah. sob story Agreed. that's ever been conceived, as long as it's well done and has some good stuff about it. And yeah, especially for a Netflix original. I thought, you know. Compared to the rest of the stuff they have been uh, rolling out, this is like a masterpiece. This was probably the best Netflix original I've ever seen. It's up there. I'd throw it in like the top ten. Like if you can handle a sad movie, like this was really Mm. solid and well done. Good movie. Um, It's a one and done though. Yeah. An NWA, as you would say. We do. That is Pieces of a Woman, now on Netflix. Exclusively. Mm. Ooh. What else? Do you want to talk uh, adaptation? Mm. You know, I always want to talk about adaptation. <clears throat> give me the give me the intro because a lot of or the the synopsis. A lot of people probably have not seen this movie. Yes, wrongfully I watched, so. I rewatched this yesterday. Hadn't seen it in a while, but it's one we've both seen like countless times. It's it's one of our movies. One might That's say. That's how much fuck fish. There it is, right there. Chris Cooper, friend of the show. This is the. 
Charlie Kaufman movie directed by Spike Jones, where he was hired to make a movie out of a book by Susan Orlean called The Orchid Thief. And like while trying to do that, he ended up writing this movie about him trying to do that. And it's just, you know, Nicolas Cage plays Charlie Kaufman and his made-up brother Donald Kaufman, who's also writing a screenplay. And it's just like the wackiest, most creative, original movie. If you Where never did seen you it, see it? I threw in my fucking DVD copy of it. Because I couldn't find it streaming anywhere. And yesterday was Nicolas Cage's birthday. And I was like, I'm rewatching this. And it was amazing. It was like, I'd never seen it before. The movie's so good, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a once a year at a minimum for me. Yeah, like, I think everyone involved, it's like the best they've ever been. Like Cage, mm. Meryl Streep, Charlie Kaufman, the whole deal. And awesome like, movie. And it's great about all the meta, like... It's all about him being a screenwriter and trying to avoid the trappings of most movies. But then, like, the movie ends up doing them all in the the third <laughs> act in, like, a clever, unexpected way. The movie's just incredible. There's nothing about it. It is a little confusing the first time or two that you watch it. Yeah. And then I think it's more left to be a little more confusing because some of it is... Um, Left up for interpretation, I guess you could say. Mm, like there's like yes. there's there's debate about whether or not the brother exists or not, and yeah, I still don't fully understand it, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, there's like all his stuff. There's moments where you're like, "What's going on here? Like, what is?" That's just kind of like his vibe, though. Mm. Like weird, meta, creative dopeness. Awesome, awesome, awesome movie. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is one of those guys that, like, we talked about him a minute ago. He gets, he's become a bit of a caricature of himself. And people think, like, it's so fucking funny to, you know, like, we make a little bit of a joke of him too, but, like, he's laughing with us in my mind. Like, yeah. Nicolas Cage fucking gets it. Like, I have two Nicolas Cage throw pillows on the guest bed in the guest bedroom. Yeah. Like, I have a feeling he probably knows about that stuff existing and thinks it's funny. Well, yeah, especially now he, like, has to lean into it because oh, it's, yeah. like, his only move left. And he still needs to pay off that island and all, like, the artwork he's collected. And <laughs> Yeah, like, when I was watching the stupid uh, History of Swear Words show that he hosted that we mm. talked about earlier, mm. I was just like, come on, like, do a real movie, like, adaptation. You've got the stuff. Like, stop being a... He's an Oscar winner. Yeah. He's a fucking Oscar winner. And in the 90s, he was just ripping off hits. Yeah. One after the other, after the other, after the other. Like, I know a lot of them are not, you know, criti critically acclaimed. But, I mean, Gone in 60 Seconds, Con Air, Face uh, off. The Rock, Face Off. The Rock is still, as I've said a hundred times, including our episode, completely devoted to The Rock, basically. Yeah. I will say that the Rock, the Rock is the best action movie of all time. It's up there. All time. It's a hot one. It's in there with the Fast and the Furious movies. And uh, I don't know. I just, to me, Nicolas Cage gets taken seriously, but. Yeah, like, he, I'd like to think he still has the chops to do something great. I he's feel as like good he's, as Daniel Day Lewis, and he gets looked at ooh. like he's, you know, fucking Kiefer Sutherland. I'm imagining Nicolas Cage and Daniel Day Lewis roles. It's powerful. He could do all of them. <laughs> Him in There Will Be Blood. Fine. 
Done. Yeah. Sign me up. There will be cage. Change the whole brand. Ooh. <clears throat> um, so the adaptation's outstanding. It's. I wish I could sell it better. No. But I'm I gonna, just I just love this movie so much. I don't even know how to sell it. I'm gonna sell it like this. It's my number one movie of 2002. Speaking of which, Whoa. maybe we talk about. It's a bold statement, and this is Scotty Boy numbering a movie. He's back. Sorry to interrupt. But I know where you're headed with this. Yes, it is. Let's take a trip down to 2002, if we could. It's episode 102. We're talking 02. I feel the need to explain this bit every time, but it makes sense. The fans get it. We're right back in 02 with this. Yes. I mean, 2002, a year of some truly awful sequels. You got Men in Black 2, which is... You made... Did that make your list for hits? It made my bottom five of 2002. Okay. That movie's a fucking disaster, and... I can't even think of anything insulting enough to say about it. Halloween Resurrection, maybe the worst Halloween movie, came out this year. And also Analyze That, the very unfortunate sequel to Analyze This. What's... I have a top five as I tend to do with these. Hit me. <clears throat> I could put it in order. Adaptation's number one. Wow. Storytelling is number two. Ooh. 28 Days Later is number three. Gangs in New York is number four. Changing Lanes is number five. <sighs> Don't Changing laugh. Lanes is sneaking in there? I love that movie. That fucking Ben Affleck, Samuel L. Jackson movie that no one listening is even aware of? Great, great flick. I mean, I'm into it. Interesting I'm just surprised. Premise. Well acted, classic Affleck, like pompous, rich jerk. Yeah, it's a good road rage movie. Oh, yeah. Perhaps a precursor to Unhinged. I, I think say. I, you know what it is? I think I like the road rage, just the average Joe losing his mind type of movies, which is mm. in the premise of Changing Lanes. Ben Affleck is a jerk businessman driving a BMW or Mercedes and uh, Samuel L. Jackson is a down-on-his-luck father who's like on his way to an important meeting about his kids or something, and Ben Affleck kind of hits him in traffic mm. and then just says, sorry, I don't have time, I gotta, I gotta go, and just leaves him stranded in the highway. I gotta go. Which, like, pretty standard. Like, who would expect, like, a ride from a... Str- I don't know. I guess if I, su- if I smashed into somebody's car, I, I'd yeah. probably just say, hey, listen, I just called 911 for you. They'll be here any minute. Here's my insurance information. My car's drivable. I'm going to leave. Yeah. But then it becomes like a battle of wits. Yeah. Like they have, he leaves something of his in the car and then they're like fucking with each other the whole movie. It is a decent movie. It's, a, it's number five of the year. Phenomenal I, film. I feel like I should maybe give it a rewatch. I just did like probably a month or two ago. I think it's on Prime or Hulu. It's on one of the two. 2002 also had, I mean, some decent comedies worth mentioning. Orange County, Solid Jack Black Vehicle with Colin Hanks. I have 24 other movies on the list that aren't that. <laughs> slackers? I think that made like it. You're that a made the list. Guy. I'm a slackers guy. Cool Ethan. All right. <laughs> All right. It was Laser. The I feel like we saw a bunch of these like in the theater. The Time Machine. I know we saw that in the theater. Is that the movie where Ed dropped his license in the parking lot? Thank you. And I found it. Yes. And then he pretended like he did it on purpose. And it's like, why would that happen? <laughs> why would you drop your license in the Patriot Cinema Hanover parking lot on purpose, Ed? That doesn't make any sense. You have no idea what to do right now. 
What a dumbass. Also, um, Super Troopers, which is a movie I've seen too much. Took but it off the list. It is great. It made the list and then it went off the list. Wow. And I bumped it for Gold Member. Guess what? That's a good bump and I'll allow it and it is in my You're top You're wearing five. a Powers hat. You yes. gotta take it. Austin Powers 3, Gold Member. I'm putting the Austin Powers bucket hat back on. Where's it's my, on. Where's my Yeah Baby sound drop? I mean, Blade 2 also came out in 2002. Hell of a sequel. Love to yeah, see baby. Ron Perlman <laughs> getting some Guillermo del Toro work. Wesley Snipes having a goo. Also, I mean, the movie that inspired this very program. Enough. Jennifer Lo- ugh, Lopez vehicle. Jennifer Lopez. Came out in 2002. That was my number one on the list. Yes. Well, the first movie I thought of. Because when you Google 2002 movies, Enough pops up first, which is fucking hysterical. Enough. City of God is on my list. I'm not sure you like that movie or not. That's one. I've never seen all of it. I should watch that. It's awesome. That's one. Subtitles. Ebert said is like the greatest movie ever made or one of those critics. Okay, Ebert. Uh, The Jackass movie. That's in my top five. Eight Mile. Ooh. Unfaithful with Richard Gere is a personal favorite. Oh. I don't think I've ever seen that. He cheats on his wife and it turns into this whole mess. Or maybe she cheats on him, to be honest. I haven't seen it in 15 fucking years, but it's a good one. All about the Benjamins, that famous Mike Epps convenience store scene. Oh, oh, that famous scene. Famous among myself and the the community. I mean, Minority Report is a strong Steven Spielberg, Tom Cruise vehicle. I feel like doesn't get the love it deserves. Road to Perdition is pretty good. Most cruise movies don't. Most cruise movies should be Oscar winners and aren't. Thank you. Signs, one of the more underrated M. Night Shyamalan features. Triple mm-hmm. X, the Vin, Di- uh, Vin Diesel vehicle. But, yeah, gold members in my top five. The rest of my top five, Punch Drunk Love, P.T. Yeah. Anderson vehicle. Oh, fuck, that should have bumped. I, that bumps changing lanes. Who am I kidding? Strong. Jackass, Gangs of New York, which is a movie I thought everyone just, like, agreed is awesome. I guess yeah. people don't like that movie. I think it's incredible. It's one of his meaty, me, like middling films, I think. Wow. I think, I think. I think that Scorsese has many better movies. And Daniel Day-Lewis is great. Mm. But he's just going for it. The whole, like for something about Daniel Day-Lewis, I, 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 can't tell, I can't take it sometimes when people are acting like they're trying to get an Oscar the entire film. Who is this under my knife? That is a fun thing to yell when you've had too much to drink, but <laughs> he's in. But yeah, I fucking love that movie. And my last of the top five, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah, that's, another, in, that's in my list as well. Nothing to sneeze at. Spielberg in 2002 released Minority Report and Catch Me If You Can. Two like quiet masterpieces, both in the same year. Mm. Which he also did in 1993. That could be year for Leo too, really. Yeah. He also did that in 93 with... Jurassic Park and Schindler's List. Schindler's List, hilarious movie. You guys got to take it in if you haven't seen it. All-timer comedy. Oof. But yeah, 2002 had some good stuff in it. The, uh, I feel like we hit all of them. Attack of the Clones, can't Attack forget about that. <laughs> the first Spider-Man. Like a brain surgeon, a Spider-Man. <laughs> He's triggering it. all my... <laughs> also The Ring, which I think is the a ring. solid horror movie. That has those two moments that scare everybody. 
but yeah, that's 2002, and maybe we'll become TV guys for a hot minute. I would enjoy <clears> that. Also, while we're doing that, I'm going to sneak in real quick. I also watched Honest Thief, the new Liam Neeson movie, which I don't even have to say any more than that. It's the no new, good? It's the new Liam Neeson movie. It's terrible. I guess you'd call it an action movie, even though it barely has any action in it. Are there any black bastards in it that he, for him to hunt down? <laughs> I think there might be a couple, actually. Him? Does he piss himself in this movie? Ooh, no, but I do like that montage of him pissing himself. I guess that's the thing he does. I found this like thread of pictures of Liam Neeson with piss pants on like red carpets recently. Imagine beautiful. that being the thing that you do. More than one time that's happened to you in your life? This is my thing. I've pissed myself numerous times this week alone. But yeah, the whole thing, it's kind of like a romance between him and that woman. Who was the woman who was on private practice? That Grey's Anatomy spinoff? That like redhead? Oh God. Um, I know who you're talking about, but I can't. It's just, it's Liam Neeson I don't even have IMDb open, but... And, like, so much of the movie is trying to sell them as, like, a power couple. And it's just, like, them? It's just... It's a very odd movie. And I didn't care for it. I rented it from Redbox, which is the thing I've been doing lately because they have hot deals. Kate Walsh. Yes. Liam Neeson and Kate Walsh. Finally, (laughs) that fucking powerful chemistry was unleashed. I feel like he's 13 years older than her. Easily. But yeah, dog shit movie, Honest Thief. Don't watch it even when it pops up on stars in like a month and a half. But we both checked out The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. This is a a sneaky uh, hit, I'll say. I think people are enjoying this one. Yeah, I feel like we're a little behind on this one. I feel yeah, like it everyone, came out in October. Yeah, everyone got into this and was all about it. And I... Chess is boring, right? Yeah, you would think. I mean, this show makes it seem like the most exciting thing that's never happened on Earth. You can always take comfort in the fact you never had a choice. This is another, like I was saying earlier, like, I'll watch a show about anything as long as it's well done. Mm. And this show is like the chess show. It seems like it'd be boring. They get a lot out of it. Isn't Anya Taylor-Joy like 30 years old? She's like, at one point, they're kind of saying she's supposed to be pretending she's a 13 year old i think well in the first episode that's like a younger person no no no. but then remember when she's getting adopted and they tell her to lie about her age oh yeah and then she says she's 13 i think she's still youngish i feel like she's like 21 or so she is she could probably born in 96 so she's six years younger than my brother so she's 26 Okay. Or 20, he's 31, so she's 25. You were correct. I didn't question it. I, I bought it. She. I guess that's she viable. Looks young enough. 25 is, is young. But yeah, she plays a kid who, an orphan, who grows up in an orphanage and learns how to play chess from the janitor in the basement. Played by a friend of the show. Uh, Bill Camp. There it is. Who's like my favorite that guy working today. He's such a that guy that I looked his <laughs> name up, forgot it, and then just needed you to prompt me. Yes. Because he just doesn't exist. He's incredible. Once I saw him, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch all of this show now. My boy Bill Camp is on the scene. He fucking really just lends a, a layer of authenticity and power to the proceedings. But yeah, the 
Yeah, they make chess pretty interesting. She plays like a, a pill-popping babe who's got some demons who becomes like the best chess player on earth and travels mm. the globe. Some romance, some this, some that. Ooh, la, la. You haven't finished it yet, so I won't get into the ba-ba-ba. But yeah, this was like a really solid seven-episode show. I breezed through it in like two or three days. Yeah, we have, I think, two episodes left. We are still wrapping up Billions. Which Fuck. I have Fuck. one episode left of season five. And boy, is it a good show. Fuck. I know you love it. I'm waiting for Trillions, the spinoff. Zil- two Zillion. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, like, just good characters, simple stakes. Like, it's one of those shows, like I said, I thought it'd be boring. And then I'm on episode three. I'm like, let's keep going. Yeah. I need the rest. I need all this now. It heats up. Doesn't overstay its welcome. I actually wish it was, like, longer, if anything. Once you get to the end, it's like, I, I need more of this. I need more chess. Yeah, what do that's, you think? That's the Queen's Gambit on Netflix. I'm sure you've seen it or heard about it or considered it. I feel it. like we're forgetting something. Show-wise? Is that everything? Queen's Gambit-wise? No, like other stuff we were going to discuss. I'm thinking, I'm drawing a blank. I feel like we have a void here, mm. and I don't know how to fill it. Fill me up. Void the Noid. Um, yeah, I don't know. That fucking The War with Grandpa, that De Niro movie. Did I talk about that last week? You did. Okay. You loved it. That happened. It, <laughs> it was, was great. It was really, all fucked really up. Funny and interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that might be it. I think that's all we got. You know what I, I can say is left for us to do Ooh. as we ease into the night. Yeah, Perhaps we watch a little bit of uh, good old The Departed. That sounds like a novel idea. Does that work? I love where your head's at, okay. and I'm on board. Oh, Jesus Christ. Frank? Frank, I'm in the fucking Queen's Gambit. Oh, here we go. This is my job. <sighs> He's upset. What about the baby? I do this for a living, Frank. Oh my God. Leo's going to see some boondock angels on a rooftop in fucking Charlestown. Kid. Maybe Gloucester. Maybe fucking... Medford. This is just what it's all about, right here. We got a good 40, 36 seconds left. That's beautiful. I fucking erased you. You erased me, huh? Yeah, go ahead. Shoot a cop, Einstein. Watch what happens. Well, what happened is this bull would go right through your fucking head. Watch what happens. What? He's right. That's a pretty good retort. The bagpipes and bullshit. The bullet fuck would you. go through his head? Yeah. fucking arresting you. That's the stupidest thing you could do. Shut the fuck up. Wow. 
I always wonder, is that his fist or is that the butt of the gun? I like to imagine Scorsese getting to the, the threat of the violence. Oh. Like in that. You got a blurry fucking, Anthony Anderson for your pick if you need this. And that Kirby with this. Oh, I've never. No, I, I know what you're talking I've about. I've never needed a picture more than I do that Anthony Anderson side shot. So while Scott takes that photo of Anthony Anderson from the side, blurrier than ever, I'd like to remind all of you here at the Enough Podcast that uh, I rewound a scene tonight in the movie to see Shia LaBeouf's penis. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. will be more of my latent homosexuality. Wow. Folks, send us an email, enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast Enough, on Instagram at Enough the Podcast. And I think that's enough. Have a go.